practices back on the practice field. That was a good sign. For more on the team, we welcome in from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. It is our good friend Pete Gordy. Hey, Pete. Hi, Greg. How you doing? I'm doing well. So the return of some faces while some others remain on the sidelines, what's the latest here on the health of the team? Yeah, I, um, you know, I was writing today, so I was only I only got there for the last maybe half hour of practice. I saw Montgomery was back, uh, Randall was back. Those are those are two big ones. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head who else, but uh, you know, it, those guys. Uh, Devon House is not back. That's probably the biggest guy who uh, who's, he's missed a couple weeks now. And it, does it appear as if the Packers have dodged a bullet here with Dean Lowry? They keep saying that they have. He did not practice today, but. Um, you know, it was a me thing and, you know, those things can be pretty serious. So they are at least giving off the vibe that, um, he could be back shortly. Um, maybe even, you know, they haven't ruled him out for this week. It doesn't sound like, um, so it looks like it, but every once in a while they say that or give off that impression and things end up being you know worse than they first appeared. So, uh, you can't say for sure. And, uh, I guess we'll know better. <laughs> when he gets back and whether that's sooner or later. So two games down, two to go, Pete. What do you still look at as a big question mark here with a couple weeks left in training camp? I would say the two things that jump out to me are the pass rush and the running backs. I still am having trouble. I don't know about you. I'm having trouble sorting out the three draft picks at running back. Um, they have, the Packers haven't run the ball well. The run blocking hasn't been great. Um, they haven't had a ton of carries, and you know, the, I think the pass rush is just—you know—we won't know till the season starts there. But you know, Matthews and Perry have to stay healthy, and even then, I'm not sure—you uh, know—how good the, the rush will be. I mean, we'll be okay. Last year was, I think, seventh and sex percentage, which isn't bad. But to play really, really good defense, you have to have a really good rush, and um, you know, it's a long step from being ranking seventh and being pretty decent to being, you know, one of the best rushing, pass rushing teams in the league. So if I were the Packers, I'd still be worried about that. They're probably going to have to do lots of uh, lots of blitz and lots of down keepers this year. Will the Packers miss Eddie Lacy, Pete? You know, I'm not sure. I I just thought I saw, I only saw the headline over the weekend. I thought I saw something saying that he's not playing very well out there. He's not even necessarily the starter right now. So uh, if that's the case, maybe not. Well, it's an interesting one for me. So I, I was pro Eddie Lacy on on a deal. You know, if you could get him for something reasonable, incentive laden, very similar to what he signed in Seattle, I, I thought it was I thought it was something worth exploring because then you had a known quantity, kind of a developing change of pace in in Ty Montgomery, who is a, a really intriguing player out of the backfield as a receiver. And then if you want to, you know, spend a couple draft picks, okay, now, now you got something here you can work with. If one goes down, you just kind of move up the ladder, but. This five rookies and and tie is just I, I don't know how to differentiate one from the other. I, I really don't know, but I'm looking at this wondering: Can you get four and a half yards a carry? However, it maps out in terms of carries and receptions. Can you get four and a half yards every time the running back touches the ball? Because yeah. with Lacey, you could, right? I mean, that was kind of the deal. Yeah, um, you know, I, I was I was along your lines of thinking. It sounds to me like they offered something fairly similar to Seattle, maybe not quite as good, but I think he wanted to go, he wanted a fresh start and he wanted to go to a team that was a little more run-oriented, you know. Um, they like to pound it. They, You know, their whole offense revolved around Marshawn Lynch when he was there, so I think that made it attractive for him. Um, you know, four and a half yards of carry, can they get that? I don't know if they if they can or not. You know, maybe it'll be that their offense is, is so 
uh, productive throwing the ball that you know they'll they can run it as a change of pace and that'll that'll help they'll obviously be running to or passing to set up the run uh, but I you know I'm like you I just I have very little feel for <coughs> excuse me whether uh, whether one of those rookie running backs is going to end up you know being a pretty decent player I mean they took three of them you would think you know you can miss on picks you would think they'd hit on at least one of the three though. Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press Gazette joining us on Sports Central, presented by Miller Light. The Packers will practice again tomorrow, and uh, training camp is winding down. They only have one more practice left uh, in two more games, so it's uh, it definitely a, a, a close to the finish line here for Packers training camp. You mentioned the pass rush too, Pete. Now, as I've been up at camp practices, and just even watching the games here, it's very clear that generating a pass rush will come from far beyond just the outside linebackers and defensive front, the safeties, corners, you name it. Uh, Dom Capers will send anybody at any given time, it seems, to try and get the quarterback down. Is that because they are somewhat thin in other spots? They typically don't get a lot of sacks out of that middle group uh, on the interior. And then beyond Clay Matthews and Nick Perry, and you can almost write it in the book that they're going to miss some time this year, it doesn't seem like Kyler Fackrell is is taking a big step forward, and and Jaron Elliott is primarily a special teams player who has occasionally uh, flashed some big play opportunity. Yeah, that's um, that's basically it. And they, you know, they're you're right. They're sending. They've already shown their hands in the preseason games. They're you know they're sending the, the nickel corner. They're sending safeties. Uh, I'm sure when they're in that nitro, um, you know, Burnett or Jones, those guys will be uh, blitzing a fair amount. Jones has been out, so. Uh, we'll see what kind of blitzing is an explosive guy, so maybe he'll be a good blitzer. But, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be kind of throwing the, the kitchen sink out there and, um, you know, for tapers and just keep blitzing and blitzing and, you know, hope you can get home on enough either early downs to get him in third and long or on third down to get the, you know, the help force and incompletion and get that defense off the field. So what carries more weight, uh, if we shift our attention here to special teams, what carries more weight, a punt return for a touchdown or a fumbled punt? Oh man, that is a really good question. And if the fumbles are at all chronic, then I would say they probably carry more weight because as great as it is to get the touchdown, you know, you just, those, those turnovers, I mean, they're all the stats guys for who work with teams will tell you, you know, if you lose the turnover battle, you have a much, much better chance of losing the game. So I would say probably that. And so I don't know what that means for, oh, I know, I guess it means for Davis. He probably doesn't have any more uh, more fumbles to give, and um, I'll be curious to see if they get Max McCaffrey uh, a couple returns again this week too, and, and then how he would do if he if he does get those. Do you think the Packers will keep seven wide receivers again this year? I got to think so. I'm you know I don't know for sure, but uh, you know there's enough pretty decent players there with the two draft picks and McCaffrey playing well and Allison and Davis. Yeah, if I were betting, man, I I bet you know fairly strongly on seven. Well, and it appears like Jeff Janis is now looking like a wide receiver uh, here, Pete, not just a one route sort of guy uh, and a, and a core special teams player. I, it seems like just watching camp, watching the games that I've seen, I, he's a little bit better route running, and it's maybe earned the trust of his quarterbacks. He's played well given the opportunities. Uh, is there something I'm missing here? No, not you know in the games. Even going back to, I think, his rookie year, you know, he's showing up in the games. Um, and, I mean, think of those preseason games where he's had some big plays and then, you know, the, the game down in Arizona. Uh, I remember San Diego a couple of years ago, they had some injuries and they forced him on the field and he, he did okay. Um, so his special teams alone, 
would have given him a, a really good shot at making it. And he's his first couple weeks of practice, he did next to nothing. I mean, he just wasn't getting any passes, even throwing his way. And then uh, the last week or week and a half, there's been a few. I uh, had a deep pass from Rogers in practice, and then you know, in most games, he's he's showing up. So I still think he's going to have trouble getting into that rotation. You know, top four guys, but. He's done enough where if they have to play him, you know, he shows he can make a play. And, um, you know, his special teams play uh, covering punts. He had another one last week, you know, against Washington where he was down there and tackled the guy right after he caught the ball. So um, that's important stuff, and that'll, uh, that can get you up. You know, Jared Bush showed that can keep you in the league for a long time. Pete, is there another non-rookie, maybe a name that fans are familiar with, who needs to do a little bit more here to cement his spot on the roster? Cool. For the spot on the roster, I don't, you know, I guess that's why the surprise cuts are surprises because you just don't see it coming like what's sitting last year. Um, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I mean, I don't think, even though Spriggs is not playing well, he's a, he was a second round pick and he's only a second year. So I don't see him cutting. I just find it hard to believe they would, they would cut him. I'm sure they still think he has at least potential to get a lot better. Um, you know, I'm kind of just drawing a blank here. Sorry, Greg. Nobody's nobody's jumping out at me. I don't know if you were thinking of anyone. Hey, no, that's uh, good. <laughs> that's good. I just, you know, again, you want you want to see guys make a jump from year one to year two, but there's no guarantee they will, right? And, I guess I guess the one guy who it wouldn't be a total shock if he got let go. I don't think he will, but I, I guess Gunter would would be a possibility with you know the good game Hawkins had, and um, depends how many guys they keep there. I would still think Gunter makes it, but I guess he would be the so it wouldn't be a total shock if uh, if he got cut. Final thing, it seems like in the preseason we, we've spent a lot of time, maybe more than we should on special teams, but nonetheless it's fun to talk about. Is the Packers' regular season game one punter on the roster right now? Ooh, um, my guess is they'll, that he is and that uh, they'll stick with Logan. They seem to like him, but uh, I wouldn't want to have to bet a lot on it, though. <laughs> there we go. And just when you think everything's going right for the punter, he just, you know, what, four scud missiles and then one good one uh, against the Redskins. Nah, it wasn't his best showing. Yeah, they, it wasn't. Um, I think they, they feel like, I get the sense they think he's a pretty talented guy and he's got, you know, he's, they like teams in the league like tall punters, long levers. Um, so I still think, and plus they don't want to, I'm sure they don't want to switch holders now on Crosby after the what happened on family night with the, the bad night with the stamping. So, um, if I were Batman, though, I, I guess Vogel, but you, you know, you just never know. And there's still, he's got to perform with the bright lights, uh, two more times here. Absolutely. Pete, I've taken up too much of your time. I really appreciate you carving it out tonight. Check him out on Twitter at Pete Doherty. Read his stuff in the Green Bay Press Gazette. We'll see you up at practice tomorrow afternoon. Sounds good, Greg.